0: Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey everybody, guess what? I'm in New York City in my hotel room with my friend Rebecca Ives, who is physically here with me, which is very exciting because she is a client of mine in Joyful Marketing, and she is the amazing at content queen. Is that right? It's at the at that the content queen with, with a couple
1: underscores in there.
0: Okay. At yeah. the content queen with a couple <laughs> underscores in there on Instagram. Rebecca Ives is a Phenomenal content creator. She's an amazing marketing teacher and we are very much we see eye to eye on a lot of things. And uh yeah, I've been fortunate to have her as a client and friend for a while. And we decided to meet up on my trip to New York City, which I'm on right now. And we were just chatting.
1: We were. And what happened, Rebecca? <laughs> we were chatting. We were going in all different directions. We're sitting here in this like fabulous hotel. Like truly, Simone is just a fucking vibe in person for those of you guys who are curious. And we just thought it would be kind of fun for people to be a fly on the wall of this conversation. Yeah. That's sort of like beyond the typical scope of what she covers in the. This podcast.
0: Right. So Rebecca wanted to ask me a bunch (laughs) of questions that had nothing to do with marketing and business. And she thought everybody, everyone would be interested to hear it. And I said, who wants to hear about my shit? That's not, does not, is not professionally relevant. And I realized that's what I teach is that people are just interested in you and they just want to get to know you. And how about just like a change of pace? Let's just have a fun conversation. Totally. And, and, and Re- Rebecca sold this to me as like, let's just like do an interview as if you're a Kardashian. <laughs> and me being a big fan of the Kardashians, I was like, okay, I'm, I'll just play a Kardashian for a while. Ask me all the things. So I hope you will enjoy this conversation with us. I have no idea what she's going to ask me. I haven't, <laughs> none of the answers have been rehearsed. I've had a glass of champagne or two. And so n- no
1: censorship. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. <laughs> The raw, uncut Simone. Okay. First question. Speaking of the Kardashians, what do you love about the Kardashians? Because I know you do really enjoy the Kardashians. What is it about them? You
0: know, I get hate for being really into the Kardashians. Really? But I think they are very kind of unapologetically playing to something that people really want to numb out to yeah (laughs) right they're you know very they're beautiful in this very sort of plastic la sort of way totally and they are this big vivacious family from what it seems like and people are always interested in families yeah right they have this really interesting sister dynamic their lives are opulent yeah and i think as much as i think people hate them because they because They are so good at playing to exactly what people want I see and hear and gossip about. Uh They feed into that perfectly. And I think there's something really enjoyable about that. Like, not all of my impulses are like elevated and spiritual. Like sometimes I just want to see really nicely dressed people in really opulent surroundings get into completely meaningless. Drama, (laughs) drama, and it just like does my soul good to not have to think about any heavy issues for a while. Yeah. You know, and just, I just enjoy that whole spectacle. Yeah. I think Kim Kardashian is a beautiful woman and I enjoy looking at her. She made me feel better about my curvy body. And this is like more, this is like raw, honest truth. Y'all like (laughs) inside. I can't believe I'm admitting to all these things out loud. And also I like, I wear some of her products from her brand. And I really like them. Are you bashful about this? I'm a little bashful. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a big fan of Skim's products. I love it. And
1: uh I'll probably buy some whatever she sells. It's her marketing always works on me. So okay, one more Kardashian question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, a favorite Kardashian or one that you most relate to? Yeah, Kim. Really, she's the queen. I thought you were gonna say Chloe. I feel like Chloe is the one everyone chooses, but I love that it's what? Kim. Why would anyone choose Chloe? I don't know. She's like the relatable, funny one. I'm maybe? not. I don't find her relatable.
0: Well, I, I think she's relatable. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure she's a lovely person. Yeah. But, but I <laughs> identify with Kim because she's the queen bee,
1: and this is a whole other side of Simone. I'm seri- so well, here why for is it this. so why is it so surprising? It actually doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but it's just it feels like like a. Mm. Like, the, the power energy, the queen bee energy. Like, totally. you have that, but I don't think you lead with that necessarily. Or mm. maybe you do. But, like, mm. you have this very, like, I don't know. You're very socially conscious. You're very – you have a sense of humor. Kim does, too, though. I watched the SNL episode, not to go on a side Here's track. Here's what I love about
0: Kim. Yeah. Is, well, I love lots of things about her. It's not that I think she's a perfect <laughs> person at all. But yeah. what I love about her is that she's very it's, – It's. she's become more so in – The older she got, I think, but she's very unapologetic about, she's like, I'm very vain. Like, I care so much about looking good. Yeah. And she owns it. Like, she owns her vanity and she owns, like, how rich and beautiful she is and how much she enjoys being famous and how it's very important for her to get famous. Like she'll crack jokes about like, oh, you know, when she was up and coming, she was like, I was so desperate to be famous. All I wanted to be, I like fantasize about being on the cover of this and that. I just like so badly wanted to be famous. And she owns it. I love that. Totally. Totally. And I, and I'm not like a, a, you're right. If if I'm being really honest, like Hannah Chloe's just, yeah, she doesn't do it for you. She, she's like a nice peacemaker on the side who can't get her uh-huh. own life together. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sure she's... They no owe interest. it all to Kim. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Got it. Anyway. Okay, okay. So... Good sidetrack from the Kardashians to the next thing I wrote down was bougie shit. So you've had a huge like explosion in personal wealth and financial power and, and opulence over the years. And you're a very like stylish, fun person. What are, what's your favorite, like bougie shit? What do you like to spend money on outside of the philanthropy and outside of the business, but like, like in the realm of lifestyle? Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> I just, thank you for asking me all the fun questions. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to talk about.
0: So I think definitely when I first started making a lot of money, being able to spend money when I wanted was new, mm-hmm. right? So like every purchase that would have been outside of the bounds of what I used to be able to afford before was like a high. Yeah. And so I think I definitely went on like a little bit of a consumerist, like you know vendor there yeah and I think I don't think that's bad I don't think oh you know it's like I had money for the first time in my life I wanted to enjoy it and enjoy what that was like yeah and I feel like now that's been a couple of years since I like hit my first million dollars and stuff now I'm I'm a bit more I'm a bit slower to make decisions with money. I'm a okay. bit, I'm a lot more intentional and I no longer get that high from just spending money. Okay. And this is a philosophy that I inherited from my mom, but she says, even if it's a dollar and a half, if it's not adding that much value, Then it's a waste of money. And even if something is like $10,000, if it's adding that much value, then it's a steal. It's a good deal, right? So whether the number is high or, or low doesn't determine whether it's a good deal or good purchase, good value. It's what you get out of it. So I keep what she told me about that in mind more and more. And so if, you know, if it's something I don't know if it's something like that's normally $20 discounted for, I don't know, 12. Like I go for the discount when, you know, the, the value of what I'm getting is commensurate to that. But when it comes to even big purchases where I feel like it really, truly is that aligned value for me, Mm -hmm. then I don't skimp. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I, I don't buy as many expensive things as I used to. But what I do still like like to splurge on is travel for my family. Love it. You know, I love, 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 um, even just for myself. Like right now I'm staying at a gorgeous five-star hotel. You guys,
1: it's beautiful. It's like wood everywhere, beautifully designed, like sun-drenched, sweet situation. It's a lot. And the reason
0: that I like splurging on these hotels is because and it's not just any five-star hotel right so something that i realized about what five-star luxury experience means is it's not just plastering expensive shit all over the place it's Mm. a genuine quality of service Mm -hmm. where everything feels very intentional and the people who are serving you they exude this vibe of like they're genuinely happy to like have you that true hospitality that comes from the heart I have found over time like experiencing different hotels around the world that that's not something that you can that money can manufacture it really has to come from a kind of like really like a heart of hospitality I think which Mm -hmm. I think trickles down from having the right management so I like to sort of like do the research in advance to look at which hotels are not just like expensive, but have genuine hospitality, right? And genuine hospitality could be found in a hole in the wall, as well as in a fancy place. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's it's that hard. So I I love spending money on travel for myself. And especially for my family, I think some of the my biggest expenses this year has been travel for my family, because you know, growing up, it was an exciting vacation if it could stay at a holiday in. Yeah. And if we went to Denny's, which was like our dinner out. Yeah. It like my, our, my parents didn't let us get, uh, an entree and an appetizer. Like that was too extravagant. We had to pick one.
1: And today Simone was like, okay, let's get this, 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 yeah. a bottle of champagne for the yeah, table. <laughs> exactly. So
0: I love to, slurp, you know, treat my family that kind of thing. It feels like genuinely so like worth it to my soul. Oh. And yeah. That's so beautiful.
1: I love it. So cool. Okay. So we're going to take a little detour from that side of things. You're such a good interviewer. I'm, I'm having fun. Oh, I think, you, you know, <laughs> growing up, I always thought it would be fun to be like an on-air reporter. I didn't yeah. know the coaching industry existed, but right. yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about a spiritual topic that I think every human being at oh. one point or another has wondered about. What do you think happens when we die? Do you believe in an afterlife? Do you believe in reincarnation? What is death? To you, okay.
0: <laughs> Love this question. I will say anyone who says they have a hundred percent certainty about this is lying because none of us has been there as far as we
1: can we imagine. Know. As far as we know, right? So all of it is conjecture. Wait, but you talked about in a in a an Instagram video you did recently that you died in a dream. Oh and yeah, 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 said, yeah. You said it felt like going to sleep, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> <soundtrack>. <laughs> no, no, no. This is good. So I actually do have. You know, I have to say that it's a conjecture because I like, I like to be open to new totally. possibility. I like to be open to learning. I don't know that what I believe is true. Yeah. However, this is the best guess I have for what happens after, after I die. And I do actually happen to believe deeply in it. it doesn't mm-hmm. mean other people have to, but you know, I've read a lot of near death experience, um, accounts yeah. and I do believe that when we die, we get there. I believe there is a tunnel at the end of which there is Light. A light okay. and we all follow it and we get absorbed back into some people call it source. I do believe that it's actually, it's not just like a spiritual realm where everybody's like floating as like energy bodies. I do think that there is an actual world that mm. is similar to earth, but mm-hmm. is like many, many dimensions above it and where mm-hmm. we get to genuinely exist alongside the divine and all of our loved ones not as like again not as like impersonal spirit entities but like as the souls that we are and i believe that that is a a land of like infinite love and peace and pleasure and joy and music and all the beautiful things and i actually 100% believe that that is what lies after death
1: i feel so warm right now as you're describing it like i feel just like warmth that's because it's true Okay, so then my next question is: Do you think everybody up there is watching Earth like we watch reality TV? Speaking of the Kardashians, and it's just like, what is going on? Or are they too evolved for that? I don't know if they're watching <laughs> us like we watch the Kardashians. They're like season
0: twenty twenty two. Oh my god, those humans! They're at it again. No, but I do think that they sort of are waiting for us to rejoin them at yeah. the, in the spiritual realm. But, but not, not until we're done with whatever earth assignment is, but they're always like, oh, like she like went on a little trip. Can't wait to have her back, Mm -hmm. you know? So, cause that's like the real world and this is like a simulation world is what I believe.
1: Okay. I love that. One other follow-up question on that. What do you believe is your biggest assignment in this incarnation on earth?
0: (laughs) Okay. That's so interesting. Cause I was (laughs) recently thinking about that and Okay. This is the kind of thing I'm afraid to say because it's going to make me look crazy, but I'm going to say it because I believe this for myself. I Love think it. I was, I'm, I'm born into this lifetime at, in this life to experience being human because it's mm. new to me.
1: I feel that. And
0: I, okay. This is like super TMI, but there are certain critical experiences that one has as an incarnated human being as a, with a body. Uh huh. Including, you know, (laughs) things that you experience as a human with a body. Uh And which is sort of like coming of age, right? A passage sort of things for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And for me, a lot of those experiences, like my reaction to them like in my initial visceral response to that was like oh this is what it means to be human
1: interesting
0: since i was little right i i since i was very young like every like major human milestone i'd be like oh this is what i'm here for i came here to experience it and like even when i became a mom i it was very important for me to become a mom not for any other reason than like at a very deep level it felt like that was part of my assignment to like experience uh-huh. what it means to like give birth, like from my body. Yeah. But, okay. Now, it's, it's Make me sound crazy. I don't know, but that's no, how I think I'm either my first time or I'm
1: new to being human, and I'm you feel here like to an experience. old soul though. So like, I you don't feel young spiritually. Not that there's young or old. Or yeah, I don't that's... know what the fuck that is. I,
0: I, don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people think
0: of themselves as old souls yeah or young souls whatever based on <laughs> maybe that's a whole ego thing
1: in itself i kind I <laughs> like, of think yeah. it is but
0: i think there are people who are very spiritual and who don't necessarily feel at home with mm. like the laws of this earthly world totally. and i think that's real i think more of For us sure. are sort of like more like spiritually raw or something uh-huh but the reason I feel like I'm, I'm new to earth is for nothing other than like every time I have like a very normal human milestone, like uh-huh. my almost like my unconscious response is like, oh, I can check, off, check that off now. I've yeah. had that human experience. It's
1: very, oh. very
0: weird thing that I've had since I was for since I was very young. Yeah,
1: that is so interesting. Yeah. I love it. Okay, next question. Another tangent. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? What is an alien to you? It Basically, aliens, question mark?
0: <laughs> the idea of it really freaks me out.
1: Oh. Because
0: the just the idea of non-humans having sentience, it yeah. just kind of freaks me out. It's not like... And the idea of the universe freaks me out. Really? Like, you know how some people always want to be astronauts, they want to go into outer space?
1: Outer space space, <laughs> space sounds kind of scary, though. Because, it sounds completely like, scary you know, you could just, if you fell out of the spaceship, you would just be floating be, into nothingness. And you'd like die in Yeah, a you would die. Like
0: I'm always like, what scary. is wrong with Earth? Why is everyone dying to get off of Earth?
1: That's probably <laughs> because you're so excited to be here. You're like, being a Maybe. human is interesting. And then there's humans who are like, I'm over it. I want to go. I mean, trust
0: me, I get that too. But but, (laughs) I, you know, everybody, like all the scientists tell us that the odds of there being aliens is very high just because the universe is so vast. So I believe them. But when I think about it, I get a little spooked out, to be honest. And it's not because I don't think they exist or I don't want them to exist. It's just like a little freaky, like other forms of sentience. It makes me feel spooked. And I also, this is like part of my sort of like Christian upbringing oh. and slash the way Christianity formed my worldview is that I kind of like to think that we're God's favorite. like We're like <laughs> yeah. God's one experiment of like, let's make these humanoid sentient beings. And I was like, oh, does God have other beings? I don't know. I kind yeah. of like... <laughs> so interesting. My best yeah, some people really get into it. I, I, I have too much fear around it. Yeah. I think it's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well speaking of Christianity, what does being a Christian mean to you? Okay. Really great question. <laughs> and then I have many follow-up questions about Christianity. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> I I think the whole affair of like Christ being born and having lived the life that he did and having died and been you know brought back to life, mm-hmm. resurrected as, as the story goes, I think it's so powerfully alchemical Mm. and I think there's some really potent sacred alchemy happening there that really changed my life and understanding of myself and the world ever since I was a little girl right Mm -hmm. so I was like sort of I was like brought up I was baptized Catholic and I was brought up in it but it was not really like not, like super a thing in my family. Like nobody mm-hmm. else like really cared about church except mm. me. Interesting. And I'm the I was the only person who really got into it. And think like you know most of my family would characterize themselves as either like like Christian on paper, but probably like atheist or agnostic. Whereas mm. I'm the only one who's like very like witchy and, and and spiritual. So but 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 to me it was like loving the al, sort of the alchemical medicine of of Christ's life and death, mm. as well as the it's a supremely rich body of sort of like intellectual, spiritual uh, sort of theological tradition, the ritualistic traditions mm-hmm. of the Catholic church and all the saints, including a lot of the women saints who I think were some, mm-hmm. probably some witches in hiding. Totally. Um, and like Catholicism is so magical with, With magical with a ck Mm -hmm, right there's mm -hmm. a lot of very it's all syncretic like it's all intermixed with rituals and symbolism and magic of pagan roots and Mm -hmm. to me like that's how it is that's how anything is right everything is just like an amalgamation and so i love that part of it like christianity is so magical to me it's all alchemical it's like blood and spirit and death and rebirth and like pain and death and Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: divinity and all of it. So to me, it's very human. It's very divine. It's. Do you have a favorite
1: like passage from the Bible? Favorite passage? Or favorite like line or anything like that? Or is that a weird?
0: Um, no, 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 no. I'm bad with. Okay. I will tell you my favorite part. My favorite part of the Bible. My favorite book of the Bible is Ecclesiastes. Okay. And that's the part that says, from dust to dust,
1: hmm.
0: right? Like everything, see, my memory is so poor that I can't remember the exact quotes, but it's basically like everything we do is in vain. Like we come from dust, we'll return to dust. Like it's very Buddhist. I uh-huh. think every time I think about it, it basically talks about the impermanence of all things. Hmm. Like humans build things, and the things we build get destroyed, and we. Yeah you know, we live another day and we die another day. And it's very, it almost like feels very like Eastern wisdom to me. Mm. And that's not something that Christianity is necessarily known for. But I think the more mystical traditions of Christianity very much like kept that contemplative heart alive. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite part because like it it is all impermanent, yeah. you yeah. know? And it's not about like the the everlasting glory of this and that. I mean, there's that too, but yeah. there's a really profound truth in that. So it almost like feels a little bit bleak, but, mm. but I think it's an essential part of what it means to be human. And unless you get to that gritty, like dark, sort of almost like desolate aspect of what it means to be human or like fallen nature as humans, I feel mm. like unless you really dig into that and own it and and alchemize it I don't think you get the full extent of divinity either
1: I couldn't agree more how do we end up here
0: after starting from Kardashians I don't know
1: <laughs> I mean we get to be all of the things that's you right know? yeah okay so there are people whose interpretation of Christianity like you might be considered to them like a bad Christian or whatever I know you love oh, tarot totally. cards I know you love you, you embrace being a witch you how do you reconcile some of your values with just knowing you like you know some of your values seem in conflict with some teachings from the bible and i'm just curious like your take on that yeah that's a great question basically everything that
0: i am interested in everything that i profess like i call myself you know like i i call myself a christian i am i'm a tarot reader i am a life coach just that like i probably have so many opinions where each of, like, the Orthodox believers or whatever it is will think yeah. I'm a heretic. Right. Like, there is probably, like, a whole... I mean, I, not probably, like, definitely, like, giant sections of Christianity who would consider my Christianity not Christianity at all. They would just yeah. think, like, that's not even... I don't even know what that is. Yeah. That's completely heretical. And if they think that, I don't give a fuck. I love it. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, in certain rooms they will think that I am like a crazy evil conservative. And in certain rooms, they'll think that I'm crazy, like progressive, like radical progressive. Right. It just depends on what room I'm in. Cause I don't have a set of beliefs that conform to any one ideology cleanly.
1: Yeah. Right. So yeah, a lot Dude, of people, I feel that in my soul. I don't have any one set of beliefs that fit neatly. For-
0: yes. Yeah. I really don't. I really and so that. there are some people who think that I do and, they're just they're gonna find out at some point that I don't and and I don't care like I don't I don't give a fuck that I fit into somebody's idea of a good a good progressive a good conservative a good Christian a good witch a good tarot or a good life coach like I can only be who I am and I can only be in the pursuit of my truth and I'm a Christian in the way that I say it is not to you know like and if you don't think if you don't agree, that's
1: not my problem. <laughs> right? What I hear is that you really have your own inner authority intact. Yeah. You're able to like absorb what is beautiful and nourishing to you in Christianity totally. without like using it against yourself or
0: Yeah, and the thing is like, yeah. if somebody says, Well, Simone, you th- you say you're a Christian, but you in the Bible it says, Well, these things aren't okay right. and you do these things and I then I like what I want to say is that well, I think you're missing the point of Christianity, right? right? Like I don't yeah. think any, yeah, I am yeah. very respectful towards, you know, certain types of, you know, authority, yeah. especially when it comes with a lot of like tradition. And so I'm not somebody who's like automatically rebellious and irreverent of that, yeah. but also I have my own center inside and being aligned with that is what matters to me most. I love it. Do you go to church at all or nowadays very intermittently? Okay. Yeah. It's something that I struggle with because I feel like my faith is very much like it feels very whole just inside of me. Uh-huh. But then I wonder like, hmm, I think it was such a gift to me to grow up within an institution mm-hmm. that I felt loved by. And then I yeah. ask myself, now, now that I have a son, do I want to offer him the same thing or maybe not? I don't know. Something I think about.
1: Yeah. I love it. So cool. That actually goes really beautifully to my next question, Okay, which was, and I don't know, someone has a massage soon, so I don't know what time we're ending if you're, if you're we're trying, good, time. We're good. Okay. How did becoming a mother change you as a spiritual person or what, what were the biggest like lessons or not, not a whole long list of lessons, but like. Do you feel like you fundamentally changed becoming a mother and how so? Yeah,
0: that's a really good question. I I felt like it really did and not in a way that I was expecting. I think being a mother, I've never heard heard anyone describe it in this way, but maybe other people have. I think being a mother, like reproducing from your body as somebody who has those reproductive body parts, I think it really tethers you to the physical experience of humanity and that is to that is to say also the physical vulnerability of being human Mm. right i think in a lot of monastic traditions like in christianity buddhism whatever you are not supposed to get married and i think Mm. or have children and i think i realized why is because once you have a kid once you go through that experience of like birthing life from your body you now have a very like physical visceral tie to this earthly world. Yeah. And you're invested in a way that you're not. And the kind of like fleshy sort of I think to become a parent is to become very vulnerable. Like I think.
1: Yeah. It's hard to compare it to like wearing your heart on your sleeve. Or like your heart is outside your body. Your heart
0: is outside your body. Or (laughs) it's like my all of my inside just like are 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 out and there's no boundary separating. And and it just I think you feel vulnerable, like in, in a way that you never would if you were just a single person without without children. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a great
1: experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the honesty. No, I but
0: but I think it's an experience that many of us come to Earth to have.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: I it's <sighs> experiencing the the physical vulnerability of of being human and being tethered. Like that's what the Buddhists were like warning against when they. <laughs> when they are calling people to enlightenment, that you Mm want to like sever yourself of all the attachments in this world, et cetera. And that's what Jesus told the disciples too. Like you want to like be a fisher of men, not whatever. Right. Right. And I think there's something, there's something sacred about that. And I also think there's a different kind of sacred experience to really just, I don't know. Yeah like having your blood and guts, you know, like explode, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a spiritual experience that way. I feel a lot more vulnerable and there is a kind of sanctity Mm. in that.
1: That's beautiful. I love that.
0: Yeah. Don't highly recommend unless you, (laughs) you like me just feel called to it somehow.
1: Okay. My next question Kind of random, but I noticed that you have tattoos. Yeah, are you open to talking about them? What are your tattoos? Um,
0: okay, so this is what I'm get, what I'm going to say about tattoos. I <laughs> I got pretty much every single one of them drunk and impulsively. Uh, okay, and
1: kind of like this podcast. No. <laughs> kind of like yeah
0: there's no deep meaning behind any of them okay none of them were carefully considered okay all of them were impulsive decisions and I will say I don't regret a single one of them it just feels like a reminder of the beautiful person that I was in my 20s who did shit like this Uh uh-huh and I just love her and I just love all my tattoos even though I would not make any of the same decisions today
1: (laughs) Beautiful, love it. Okay, another random question: Have you ever done drugs, Simone? And oh my god, what, what I, was your experience? What am I not <laughs> doing drugs?
0: I have really taken a recent liking to pot, which I never. Samezies, <laughs> which I never. It was never a thing for me before, but you know, it's for the first time in my life. It's like giving me real like very intense spiritual experiences which it never used to like i never liked it because i it always just made me feel thirsty and drowsy and i think in my young younger parts of my life i think i just (laughs) i did like other like random drugs but it wasn't but it was i think it was all very escapist yeah which i don't I don't mean that, like, in a self-berating way. Yeah. Sometimes, Like, I needed escape in the, in those parts of I my life.
1: I don't think life, all but. escape is bad. Oh, totally, I yeah. think there can be this moral thing in the spiritual world yeah, fuck where that. it's like, no buffering. It's like, fuck that. Like, no, buffering <laughs> sometimes is Sometimes buffering is beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I would have, like, killed
0: myself if I didn't buffer that way. No. You know, it was, like, a lot of escapist drug use that I, again, do not regret it was beautiful. Yeah. What, what I needed to go through at that time. Yeah. And occasionally now I indulge in a little... You know, little four twenty action, a little bit. Uh, and I'm I'm really excited to try psychedelics like, soon.
1: Really, yeah. What kind of psychedelics?
0: I don't even know that
1: well. Like
0: I'm not very well versed, yeah. but I but I do know. Like I, I keep reading about it. I don't have an illusion and mushrooms like,
1: have huge therapeutic value. I've microdosed a little bit, but yeah, like I've never yeah. macrodosed on mushrooms, yeah. but I'm curious for I sure. Think,
0: I think I'm such a like for lack of a better word, I'm such a spiritual person in that like my my default is already my head is up in the clouds. Right. So I don't think I mean who knows, I haven't done it, but yeah. I don't think it's like, oh my God, like gonna change my being totally. because I'm already but Hey, I'm I'm interested and curious yeah. about all other ways of experiencing consciousness, I should say.
1: I love that so much. Okay, hold
0: on. And then we said you're just gonna ask me like a few rapid fire questions. Yes. And I'll do rapid fire answers and then we'll <laughs> we'll wrap this up. I, I will say I'm very like nervous right now because I've never talked about these things on my podcast before, but Rebecca
1: Aren't we all proud of Simone? Everybody DM Simone if this, if you appreciated her leaning into her edge. This is like, like she so walks her walk and it's just beautiful. Oh dear. Okay. What are your political beliefs, Simone? Open that can of worms. Well,
0: I have, I have political beliefs that, like I said, don't fit in any category. Nice, neat box. Like by some people's, you know, measures, I'm super flaming progressive. And by other people's measures, I'm very conservative. I generally, I believe there's a lot of nuance, but I generally believe in the free market and a small government. I also am a fervent angry old school feminist
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, and have very very socially I don't even like socially progressive what does that mean yeah. I'm just like for human diversity and yeah. I hate moralizing uh on sexuality and shit like that totally. I think those are, those are all tactics of fear and control yeah I you know probably don't trust any major political party but not in a way where i'm like super paranoid and like conspiracy i'm not that i'm a realist and i think for the majority of issues i think the truth is far more complicated than any one of the other major parties makes it out to be and i think policy is never as simple as like this side or that side. I think Mm -hmm. the devil's always in the details. Everything's Mm -hmm. about context. Everything's about the specifics. Mm -hmm. So I think most political discussions are boring. And I think the only ones that are interesting are, are about very specific sort of local issues. I think everything else Mm -hmm. is fucking theater.
1: Interesting. Okay. A few more rapid fires. Okay. If we were to look in your Spotify or whatever, what music have you been listening to lately? If
0: anything. I've been listening to, I actually can't remember what they are called. If I could remember, I would tell you, but I've yeah. been listening to very, like, music that's like very, like, um, makes me feel like I'm in outer space oh. and it, it functions as like a soundtrack for my thoughts. Like I would walk and listen to music like that, or I would like lie down and yeah. listen to music like that and feel like I'm floating
1: cool.
0: somewhere outside of time and space.
1: Okay. If you had another job besides like, spiritual teacher masquerading as a marketing coach I call myself that too what would that be like if you had a totally different career like what do you
0: imagine um you know before I I think all of my life I wanted to be an academic I think I wanted to be some kind of like philosopher or Uh I mean if those fields weren't completely fucking dead (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> um I, I think in the kind 90- of our philosopher i know I think in, an, in a different world i might have been an academic i yeah. might i think i might have been like an actual like religious like i would might have been like a nun i think mm-hmm. or i could have i could also see myself being like a ceo in a different industry because i'm bossy yeah and i like money
1: <laughs> yeah okay this is my last question okay what is your favorite teaching, either from joyful marketing or something that in your body of work? Something in my body of work. Yeah. Basically, what's your favorite teaching that you've brought to the world? Favorite joyful marketing teaching? I think favorite, it's, yeah. let's,
0: let's, um, summarize it like this. You being more of you is the best thing for you and it's the best thing for the world. Mm. I teach this, I think, in a hundred different ways, but given a choice between being more quote unquote successful or more being more you, choose you. Choose being more you. In the end, that actually is how you'll be more successful. You know, being more appropriate or being more you. Choose being more you. Being more likable or being more you. Choose more you. I think that is like such a golden principle that is hard to do. And I think that's where my authenticity comes from. That's where my power comes from. It's my alignment, where my alignment comes from. Um, like I said, it's not easy to do, but I, that's what I wish for everybody to be more of themselves and to live in a world where Everyone is more and more and more of themselves.
1: So good, obsessed. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you for indulging me. This was Rebecca. so fun. I'm, I'm so, glad. To- I, like I just feel like there were so many delicious nuggets that people got to. Learn yeah. About you.
0: Thank you for asking these questions. I hope that was interesting. Like, it could cheer me on. Just. DM me and be like everyone dm her
1: with your favorite <laughs> curious like favorite thing you learned about someone. It
0: was so fun to Hello hang out with you DMs. in person, <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> Thank you, you too. All right. We'll see you guys on the Instagrams. Bye.